internet chat is healing. We are now getting anime waifus. Well, not really, re- not in person, but still, we can see anime waifus. I mean, even some indie developers are getting anime waifus on their shows, but we can bring that out on the news later on, so... We have a show to do, betul lah, Matt? Yeah. And that's the start of the dot lot then, okay, okay. <laughs> so, somewhere the music did play, I'll, I'll make a work on that, it's okay, in that scene, of, it's fine, it's fine, welcome ladies and gentlemen to the dot lot, the Game of Matters podcast. Yeah. Episode 81. I thought it was 82. Hey, no, 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 it's 81. Okay. Don't question the master of the house. All right, all right, all right. Look, I I have a file on 79 and 80 and I don't have 81 yet. Okay, good point. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right. Uh, okay, Trindus- introducing the panel. Uh, we have Daniel over there. Hello. And the other side is Anan. What up? And... I guess now we have we can see a recurring guest lah, friends of the podcast. Uh, Kakuchopris, Mister Toffee, say hello. Hey, what's up? Hey. And I am Amirul Mekronazashraf. And oh boy, uh, I think game season is kind of like for 2021 is kind of heating up, at least for the big titles. I don't uh, know about you guys. Huh. Um, a lot of stuff are slowly starting to creep up. I think I'm getting a lot more. Uh, codes for indie games as of late, uh, especially an expansion for the Apotu Manita, which unfortunately I have no time because I never finished the first Manita. <laughs> But uh-huh. we can talk about other games later on, lah. I mean, I think this week was super packed. I mean, that was a game which I teamed up with my good friend uh, Macron, uh, yeah, Mac for you know for I think a couple of times, which we are going to bring up pretty often. So do you want to jump into that? Oh, 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 we're gonna jump straight into the free. Uh, press, press three really quick. I'm gonna kinetic leap into the big thing we have to talk about. We have to talk about all right, this. Oh, you get to play together. Woo! <laughs> you get to stay online for five minutes Woo! or five hours, depending on how stable the server is. I mean, it's better than doing crossplay with PC and also you get literally a second. <laughs> A second, you get one minute and then dies. Uh man, shout out to the living on literal borrowed time. Uh, I, 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 okay. Before, before we start, shah, uh, the game had like pretty rough launch. Uh, just recently they have already addressed some stuff, and we'll see some pictures coming next week by the time of this recording. But still, man, that. That, yes, that the the whole bit about our riders is we've already talked it out before on a previous episode about the demo. I think that me and Daniel are very into it. For at the time, we we have to talk about this uh, a bit more. Uh, the thing is, we tried uh, getting crossplay to work. Uh, the the we say the they've mentioned a let's. It's like it's not even a warning. It's like a soft reminder. Something, hey, uh, PC crossplay is kind of broke right now. That if you try to connect, uh, one player will eventually get kicked out. It sounds very um, is it, it the 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 wording makes it like oh, there's a chance it can work. It's just that you like you have like limited time to get it work. Okay then, Daniel, let's try it out. Maybe it works. Literally, each time we connect, one second after the loading, after the black screen, pop disconnect. 
Oh my god. Wow. And also, it either crashes me or it crashes Daniel's console. He's on the Xbox. That's and why. Then, and then, whoops, it go wrong. And for me, on PC, and the U, U, uh, UE4 crash uh, menu uh, with the word madness comes in. Madness is apparently the code name for the game. So each time, I'm just, yeah, yeah, this is madness, man. <laughs> it is all crashing. That's why. Take the words out of your mouth, huh? Uh, uh, man. Okay. Uh, put it that aside. So, Toffy, how do you find out Riders? You finish the, you finish the end game, right? Yeah, I basically am playing Expedition while trying to get my world tier up to like probably 10, 11 so I can proceed to do efficient farming for a particular stage or a hunt during the story mode. But generally for my playthrough, for I think I played about 30 hours or 20 for 25 hours, you can take a look at my Steam name and my time for that. I was using the... Well, not Technomancer. A uh, Trickster. Trickster. Ah, trickster. For, right. I did use a Technomancer for probably 2-3 hours because I want to... I kind of like the keep away turret aggro drawing style. Uh, but at the same time, Trickster has time bending and chrono powers. So how can I refuse, right? And it turns out, Trickster unless you play a specific build, is actually one of the tougher builds i played. Because I think I died countless times when I'm playing it at like tier, world tier 9, 8 or so, to the point where if I'm fighting bosses, I'm like, I kind of want to see how this ends, so I'm just going to put it down to tier 5. And then, lo and behold, my experience was much more manageable as the trickster. Because at the end of the day, if you're playing it at max tier, this shooter, this third-person shooter is meant to be played with other people as the marketing, as the developers had mentioned time and again. And true enough, when I was playing with Mac, I think my experience with the game was much more straightforward, more, how do you say, I won't say easier, more like... Manageable. 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 Yeah. Yes. Mac can actually do his uh, Devastator thing, basically be the tank. While yeah. I can basically teleport, do the chrono bubble thing, kill everyone in range, and then get out as soon as possible before the enemies realize that they have to target me eventually. Or yeah. sometimes they target Mech, which is good lah, because Mech's class is actually more, is better at drawing aggro anyway. Look, I, you you send me all those like critical bombs, oh, the small monsters that keeps on like overwhelming you, right? For yeah. me, I just have, I just need a shotgun blast away and all those things that keep on chipping the health, pop full health, pop full health. Oh, nice. But, nice. Dude, right now, with my build as a devastator, I, I went full tank. Like, you, uh, uh, the way you can spec your class, like, there's like three different branches. Oh, I, yeah, the hero I, trees, the hero trees. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like it's like top is all weapon damage, middle is like, uh, survivability, and bottom is like for, uh, if like your anomalies, your, your skill powers. I think that's the general rule for all classes. I, I've checked out Devastator and Pyromancers. They are like that. Is Trickster... Uh, Trickster, the... I went for the bottom one. Uh, basically, I power up all my Ogman, uh tools and everything. So for me, yeah, before yeah. So this stuff happens, mm-hmm. I've always been using uh, the build that it's in the current meta right now before the update that's coming up. Uh-huh. Which is basically using the Twisted rounds, twisted rounds, and a way to weaken enemies. Oh, so the build is like the, the you, when you do the pirouette thing, where you just shoot. Or basically, you become Dante from Devil May Cry. You shoot everything yeah. around the, uh, yeah, the sector. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Your bullets basically I deal. Guess. 
I guess, double damage. Oh, and, um, yeah. That, that's a cool move, man. It that's is a very a cool good move. move. Uh, for, for the Technomancer, you deal toxic damage. And the Pyromancer, I think it's like burn mark damage, right? If I recall. Twisted, I guess for the Twisted Rounds, it's actually a bit better because the cooldown is shorter compared to the rest of the Bullet Augment skills that other classes have. Like, when I was doing that, I was basically using that the entire time. And then my other skills basically just open up the Chrono Bubble and teleporting behind enemies and shoot them from the back. Uh, a good mm-hmm. tactic is if you focus more on the hero tree at the top, because at the top, it's actually, they buff up more your damage if you deal, they basically deal, you basically buff up your backstab damage, uh, which would be the smarter uh... move eventually. La. But for my current build, I buff up my augment damage, which is the bottom hero tree for the trickster, which is why I realized that, oh my God, my bullets are dealing more damage to the to the enemy uh, captains more often than usual. So I'm like, okay, not bad, not bad. But my character cannot take that much damage, lah. So I have to basically play run and hide. I have to run around a lot. Yeah, like for me, like okay, you've you've mostly uh hovering around tier what tier nine, tier ten, will tier. Uh, right. for challenge for the challenge tier, I think it's like I'm already at four. Okay. But for the world tier, I'm at nine already. Okay, so because of my very stonky tankiness, I've been playing right around world tier ten, eleven. And uh, challenge tier four five. The thing is, <laughs> the thing is, I mean, sure, I got the good loot, right? But the thing is, I sub- I managed to like to chug through the content purely because I'm a stonky boy. But <laughs> but it is a long slog. They do the enemies become a de- uh, basically enemy um, basically bullet sponges. And it's just a slot to get those uh, those those health bar downs. And if you meet an elite enemy, basically the the mini boss S enemies, which have like anomaly skills just like you, if somehow that one guy has a healing skill in their roster in, in their pool of uh, abilities, and oh no, everything all your your skills is also on cooldown. Oh god damn it, he has full heal. Start again. Oh, that'll be that'll be annoying, dude. That'll be very annoying. But but yeah, it's for me. It's plausible to actually just play solo. But that's the thing. Like, if you want to play solo, I recommend going devastator just because of the survivability you can do. You you just you just tank the damage. You just you feel nothing. Your your health is either full or very low. Nothing in between. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. Well. The the fun bit about Art Rider is even though the game keeps on challenging you or hey you you can go up higher difficulty, but it's to I think it's totally norm it's totally acceptable if like oh you just want to see through the content just pump it down lah bump down the world tier lah even for me I I've reached almost the end now each time there's a boss encounter I drop two down <laughs> two tiers down because oh boy I do not want to like slug it out. Through the yeah, long, you, yeah, you long spend many hours, yeah, playing through that. It, it's the fact that oh, I figure out the boss. It's the matter of how long will the damage go? Da- will the, will the health go down? I've already known the patterns, and at one point, my uh, there's there's one boss fight. The problem is not the monstrosity that's like so big that you would fit the screen. That's not my main enemy. My main enemy is the ads. There's that freaking oversized mosquito, the streaks, that dragonfly that keeps Ooh, on doing toxic damage. Screw <laughs> the streaks, man. 
Oh yeah, dude. the poison damage is very annoying for that dude. That's why I, I that's why I was so happy that all my armor when I do the mods. Uh, that's why one thing I like about Outriders the customizability of the armor that oh, you get. Man. You can keep your armor. You can level up your armor with uh, titanium currency which you get from bosses, and you can when you when you discard and you dismantle items, you get to keep some of the all the power ups that you dismantle basically from the purples and from the or from the legendaries and from the blue items you get, and then you can use those power ups and put them on your on the armor that you're wearing right now. You can switch, mix and match, and you know you can even do so go for, so far as to make sure all your armor powers up that one skill you use the most in your class, i.e. Twisted Rounds for Mila. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. both enemies aren't a problem as long as my Twisted Rounds are around. So, yeah. That, that's the one thing that I like uh, the most about Outriders is that uh, you don't have to wait until the end game before it gets good. <laughs> Unlike yeah, the Division 2. Stuff on your own uh, too, if you know what to farm. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the thing that uh you know those uh the, the thing about like the mod system like and the crafting thing yeah? and you can get you can keep a pool of those power ups as you say uh to put into other gears later on right all the system are hidden tucked away into the, the vision 2 but at the end game that's mm-hmm. why i said that that game finally shines when after you slog it out to the 30 hours of very boringness <laughs> but but in our riders, you you've already you are encouraged to already engage with the system right from the get go. You like that loot, you level up that loot. Yeah, yeah. Keep it yeah. keep it purple. Level up, and uh. then the powers that you want and like, like minefield is probably my favorite from uh, because tier two. I shoot one enemy, they explode. The damage is actually pretty substantial. It hits everyone around them, especially when it comes to fighting the the the, the, the aliens, the xenomorphs, the white uh-huh. white. White xenomorphs, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do, oh, that white thing that keeps on like leaping around and have armor, right? Oh man, that yeah. one I have to use a specific power up. I have to use my cyclone blade. So basically, my character becomes a blade of death for like a few seconds because when they start swarming me, instead of teleporting, is better. I just use that move, and that move heals me as well. So it's probably the only way I can survive attacking the aliens in that planet. Yeah, and. On, on the topic of the mods itself, right? Some of the variants that they, they do synergize really well. When you like, you have like a lot of potential to make creative builds. Like yes. for me, one of my favorite one of the mods is the cycle. It's called the cycle. It's very, uh, it's very specific. It's very situational. I don't think all builds will, will love this, but for, for the devastator I'm doing, it does. Because, uh, I think it's like, you get extra weapon damage based on health regen, mm-hmm. and guess what? In the in the in the Devastator Tech Three, uh, the the class three, you can gain like health regen on there. Also oh. on that three, you can get extra uh, weapon damage based on how many nodes of uh, health regen that you've unlocked. So you can stack those weapon weapon damages. Oh, nice. I mean, you can't stack like the same mods itself, but if you like creatively figure out, oh, this mod can synergize with this class tree and can synergize with your weapon here and there, you you there's a lot of potential there. I think you can even synergize with other players as well. Like, there's I think mods that increases armor based on who are with you. Like, there's one where if I go if if uh, allies are near me, I get armor. The other one is like. If allies are near me, they get armor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, there's there's a lot of potential. Like if you like to play around with the RPG bits, it is it is 
living up to the RPG moniker. It's more than just your your typical looter shooter. Yeah, and I think the best part is I think we're only just talking about tier two mods. Like the tier three stuff, you can get it if you discard your legendaries, which you will get a lot if you play through expedition. I believe expedition is probably the only the only way you can get like you know your your chances for legendaries are slightly higher, especially when you climb up the tiers more and more. Which is why we kind of need to actually find more people to play with, lah. You know, yeah, because it really gets hard. <laughs> it really does get tough. Dude, I tried solo. I uh, uh because it's very hard solo, oh, man. No, I tried. <laughs> I I couldn't pass tier four. Each time I keep uh, playing tier three, and then at tier three or tier four sometimes, but usually I don't get like I don't get the ghoul. Yep. because it's like a time trial basically. The the whole bit uh for, for the simple explanation about expeditions is like think destiny two uh, strikes but shorter yep. and you should play make it shorter. You have to be efficient with your builds. You are again you are encouraged to play around with your builds to make your farming faster. Yeah, yeah. I think this is like a loop that you have to go through. If you cannot pass through a particular tier, you have to play through the through the through the lower tiers so that you can get the gear you want. You scrap the legendaries to put the power-ups on other tools that you want to synergize. And then you get to go on and on. Mm-hmm. So far, like my only pro tip is if you can get the camp plant, go for the camp plant uh, level. Because, you know, they change the levels every time you complete one. Uh-huh. So camp plant seems to be the one that's a bit more straightforward because you fight the human ads and then at the end of the level, you're in a circle. You get like a variation of alien ads and human ads. It's how do I put this? It's a bit more straightforward compared to the other levels I played. Yeah, some of them like oh they have like oh hold the line uh as in like you you have to like you know the the capture uh, the king of the hill style of objective. Yeah, I, uh, I have, have to, to stay in this position. Uh, uh, that one was pretty tough. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, that's what I forgot the name, but do you go back into the war zone? Oh man, that's a slog. Oh my god, <laughs> that I was a slog. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This, you, I, you, I can't imagine how bad it will be in the expedition mode now. Oh, uh, man. Okay, by the way, Daniel has been quiet. I think he has some stuff to say about what? this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have been quiet in like, just listening to you guys. Oh, wow. Having fun in other things. Cause for me, uh, I've been stuck at... You guys are in tier 10, 11. I'm stuck in tier 5. Because uh, for a, a number of reasons. Uh, one of which is that uh, I've been using the pyromancer like a dumbass that I am. Okay. Um, the middle, so like, so I am now uh, in the middle tier, which, if I research it right, is like I think armor with the base. Yeah, yeah, if, survivability. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't really work because oh, dude, I'm, no. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Yesterday, <laughs> when, when I heard you, you I mean, um. Uh, this is off the recording. You've already hinted to me that uh you have like some some words to say about riders, right? I when I heard that I went back and try and start a pyromancer build. You know what? Don't what? don't go for survivability. You go for weapon leech. You go for weapon leech at the top. Go get that. You you really need that. The problem with pyro it's not a problem. The the thing about pyromancers, the way they play is that you need to be far enough so that you don't get shot because you are squishy. But you need to be close enough so you can use your skills because your by you, you need have to, to use mark your skills. Enemies to get the health. Uh, yep. and then you tag, 
I mean the in the ideal way is that oh you keep on tagging people and then hopefully your other your other allies will finish the job. I think that's the ideal way of having a pirate myself. If you're doing solo, or you you gonna gonna it, think yeah, it's it. a different version of hell basically. <laughs> look, look, it's yeah. like <laughs> okay. The thing about our riders is that you don't have a heal button. You you have to kill to heal, and each class have yep. like different gimmicks of how they heal. Technomancers yep. are the 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 most straightforward because they they need to be out of the combat. Basically, they are the long range guys. You just shoot. Basically, you have weapon leech, which is yep. very basic. Very boring, but you know what? But very consistent. Yeah. consistent. <laughs> you know every, what? Every every content creator, every friend I know who actually got through most of the expeditions, they are either using the trickster or they're using the technomancer because again, technomancer basically can draw aggro from you because of the turrets. And if you are max level, I think you can summon two of them at the same time. I think, uh, yeah, which actually is very helpful. See, division still is OP, man. <laughs> If you play like division, it's still effective. Oh yes. man, there you go. Oh my Seriously, god! Seriously, it's one of the strongest. Yeah, it's one of the strongest. And here I am. Yeah, and here I am, the dumbass. <laughs> you know, pyromancers are the most uh technical of the classes. If I, you know, like how fighting games are, like the shotos are shotos. <laughs> yeah, the straight, the straightforward ones are. Usually the is the pretty strong. I say yeah. usually because uh, Ryu is not that strong yeah. right now. And then you stuck here with the guy with the guy with that you need to do what press motions to get the most out of them. <laughs> oh, oh, you're talking about Geese Howard from uh, King of Fighters, or uh, that, that's a different character. I think you mean yeah. like uh, characters like Gen from Street Fighter Four, very technical because he has two fighting styles. You can switch back and forth, but. He either is a charge character or a motion character, so I believe the pyromancer. There's a bit of complexity to using that, although it's not as complex as Jen. But there is a, there is a nuance to him, lah. Like I think you may need to actually go for the top build, like uh, Max said, Max suggested. Seriously, a, web... bit, a bit late when I'm already halfway through Dude. the middle. <laughs> Dude, one more thing, you can reset any time. Yeah, there's no cost for respecting. <laughs> I believe it's free. Yeah. It's free. <sighs> You this can't isn't Diablo just... 2 anymore. We're like in the new age now. Again, yeah, our riders let you experiment. You let yeah. you play around with the builds. If you don't like it, if you don't like that mod in that gear, swap it out. If you don't like mm-hmm. this class points you've invested, respect. Oh, and well, you also uh... have volcanic rounds. Apparently, that's pretty useful for uh, Pyromancer. Anything yeah. that augments your bullets and gives you infinite ammo for a short time is very useful in Outriders. Oh, like... Besides, besides my dumbassery of using a pyromancer, tapi like, I don't know. I don't feel like the shooting is. Uh, I thought I've been playing a lot of shooters, so it's kind of like blend together like a very bad uh, a cocktail. Tapi like, uh, riders with shooting, and I don't like it anymore. Like, like demo me and full game me are now in very different realms. Like the shooting and like for some of the guns, like. The SMG is just I don't know doesn't feel as good anymore. Mm, okay, okay. Maybe, Maybe like try out the other guns because there's like the assault rifles. You've got like I think there's a something like a scout rifle, but they call it something else. Oh, the auto the automatic uh, sniper rifle. That's oh, the, oh, I I hate that gun. It doesn't work. 
like I want okay, Kala... techno technomancer, but I'm not so sure. Yeah, that's why. Like, 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 would be like something assault rifle, a light light machine gun, or Kala, like I am right now stuck at this. Uh, I haven't gone that far yet because I'm stuck at the uh, what's my call it? Uh, the swamp area. Ah, the swamp. All right, right. Oh yeah. Oh, right. so you've made the the uh, the genot mosquitoes. Oh man, you'll get yeah. Oh, oh, man. Giant spider. <laughs> I'm just like I am like right now thinking like oh maybe I just drop to one and just log it out because I don't really care about playing this game anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go ahead, dude. dude That's really it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it does hit, hit, uh, hurt your pride a bit. Like every time I keep on, like the, me, the dumbest me, keep on retrying a boss fight <laughs> over and over again, and then the the gentle reminder comes in the tooltip. Oh, look here, here. Uh, remember, you can you can swap down. That's basically easy mode. It's not available. It's not. Available. Uh, <laughs> it's not selectable. Uh, the Luigi uh, mode. <laughs> uh, Luigi mode, and plus it is a group game. If you cannot find people in time around your. When around your playtime, then yeah, just tone down the difficulty for a bit, because at the end of the day, once you get the loot you want and the and the uh, upper to the mods and whatnot, then the game becomes a breeze or at least becomes manageable at the very least. It's all about just finding the correct loot when you're playing it, when you're dismantling, and you find the correct gun and the best power up to synergize with lah for the pyromancer. Yeah, I, if, if someone's complaining about Aurelius difficulty, I would say there's 15 difficulty options you can play. Yeah, and that's why. one is totally viable. <laughs> but if you don't jive with the shooting bit, I can really, I can understand that point of view. Because let's say Aurelius, if you try and remove everything that's cool about, uh, in terms of the combat, right? If you remove the superpowers, mm-hmm. then let's yep. say just, just have it try and be a cover shooter just with the guns. It's, it's a very more, boring commentary. Yeah, it's very boring it's, it's not only boring, it doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel good with the controller. Even in, in controls, like, your character is running faster than the animation uh, shows you. It yeah. feels weird. And then when you're, like, trying to get into cover, go out into cover, it's a bit iffy, it's not consistent. You don't... Oh my god, I have a story to tell you about this. Um, I think there were so many times I died because... I end up getting stuck on cover a bit. Uh-huh. And then when I turn off the option to press double tap on the keyboard, it was more manageable. I just have to remember <laughs> to press control to dodge, to do the roll. Because if I don't do that, of course, like, you know, get shot a lot. If I turn off the double tap, uh, the quick the quick double tap to, to roll and whatnot, the game is more manageable for me. So that's a control tip right there. Lah, if yeah. you want to die, that's... It's... If you have a complaint about that, I have a complaint about too because oh man, complaint time. <laughs> I mean that that's the rough bits about the game, but I don't think like bec- just because of like oh you have a lot of the skills in play and the way the play size that the the game is being uh, is encouraging you to engage, it doesn't feel like uh, it it doesn't hurt that much of the experience unless you try and play like a cover shooter. This oh, is no, a cover no. shooter that it, that that is fundamentally a cover shooter, a bad one, but it is designed with the sensibility of a boom shooter. Because ah, enemies keep on holding, man. Every yeah. time. Like, okay, oh, you think the first wave is already completed, you just left like one enemy, right? Boom, one another is already coming in. No no warning whatsoever. It just keeps on coming, keeps on coming. Feel that? Retry from the top. I mean, <laughs> 
And I think there were actually a couple of levels where there are like two different rooms. You think there was actually a checkpoint in the middle, but no. You have to start all over from the start of that fight if you die. Oh, I've done that. I've done that before. <laughs> it is infuriating. Just say this. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying you should implement this for expeditions because they're meant to be hard. Mm-hmm. But I say, I'm saying at least some of the single player missions at least have that. As well as try to make it offline, but of course I can't do that for some reason. But at the same time, I kind of wish... I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine in the arena shooter portion, but also, I don't know, like, without the powers and without all this experimentation, the slog really feels real, uh, especially when we mentioned before that this game could be like maybe 10 hours shorter to get to expeditions, yes. you know? Yeah, but for, for me on that one, I feel like it's just nice, but I won't say anything about people cutting it, making it shorter. Uh, it's not it's not overly long. At least there's that. Okay, I've, I've, least I've, I've been with, I've been through longer hells of grinding looter shooters. Oh yeah, there uh, were games lah. But uh, uh, yeah, Avengers is one big. Example. Oh no! <laughs> oh damn it! <laughs> Ooh. I have to remember that there are worse titles. So uh. for the very at the very least, I still give Outriders the benefit of the doubt. I mean, it's only got like. It only came out a few days anyway, so yeah. like a week, also mm. a week. So I'm happy so far. Still need some uh, tweaks here and there, but I'm sure people can fly, can sort their shit out. They did mention that they're done with the game, barring a few updates here and there. What you see is what you get, basically. So I hope they can change their mind because I think there's room for improvement for Outriders in terms of maybe pacing and what's next after you get to the Eye of the Storm at the end of the expedition. Which mm-hmm. I don't think we're gonna get for a long while, lah. So, yeah. Oh, the the Star Wars quadruple style of nah. That's it. We're gonna do. That's that's it. We're gonna do. And then a few months later, oh, here's some new ships for you. <laughs> I won't mind a paid inspection. I think this game works well with a paid inspection for an old school paid DLC. Yeah, like new levels, new monsters, mm. maybe some puzzles in the fights because the arena shooter bit can be a bit. I think that's why it makes it a slog lah, because like every single fight is basically a arena shooter, which is fine, especially with the power ups. But maybe have some variety, like how Destiny pulled off Deers when they had the later expansions and the later uh, strikes and raids. Oh yeah, it's uh, our radius is extremely one dimension, but that one dimension is very cool. Yeah, it does. But if good. you don't like, the, uh, uh, but yeah, it can it can get. As you said, it can get sloggy because of oh, it's the same thing. You going back to through the same motions again. Hmm. Yeah, Destiny yeah. is a good job, like making it like oh, we if you don't like uh, if you have enough with your no uh your story progression, okay, you have PvP over there. Okay, you're not enough with the PvP. Oh, you can try uh, uh a weird version of Dota with me, Gambit over there. Okay, cool. Division has. Also, kind of one note in the same way, but it helps that the world itself is fun to explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because all the they they've made the world not only believable, but it's like fun to like go through all the nook and crannies. Outriders is not that kind of game. You you basically just go level to level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you got like nice vistas like the forest, the desert level, the blue forest, the ruins, and the the shanty towns and the swamps, but I don't know. I'm not really invested with what's going on with the game. I mean, sure, there were some 
dark humor moments. Like um, oh, man. that one mission, I think I might have uh, one mission at the start of the game where you help out a captain, but the captain's a bit of a scumbag. There are some moments like, and then he ends up getting shot in the end as well too. Some dark humor bits here and there. But by and large, it's, um, I won't say it's the most memorable thing. I mean, what do you think? Uh, I'm not a fan of the aesthetic. There you go. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it's grim dark again. Okay, fine. But at least they, they, they are well aware that they are making this direction and they having a laugh with it. At least Perhaps. that's that's the redeeming factor for for the choice of the presentation. Oh, we know the world is shitty. Let's just have fun with it. Whatever lah. Even even the uh, the main character is kind of nonchalant after after like catching up with all the what the hell happened here. And yeah. okay, fine. Let's keep yeah. Uh, give me that reward. Okay, let's go. Sure. Yeah, the, the fact that they they can do like one side quest, and it's all about right the writing. If you like that kind of writing, I I won't say much about it. But if you like that kind of writing, there's a good punchline there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Kind of like yeah, if you like Warhammer, yeah, it's the same uh, Warhammer 40k. You it's the same tone of depressing, but also darkly humorous. Some little jibes here and there. I mean, mm. it may not be for everyone. I mean, I kind of tuned out halfway, like halfway in the game story, but I think it's mostly the shooting and the modding and the, the purple and the yellow, the purple and the gold and the blue item sifting around and matching that actually got me playing Outriders more. It's definitely the gameplay. Despite the fact that it's only one kind, one style of gameplay. Yeah, we we'll we'll wait, wait next week lah. When when the the first round of uh patches arrive, crossplay is fixed. We we need to rope in Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's see how his pyro is working. Don't worry. Yeah, we, we also gotta help out Daniel uh, so that we can help him out his conundrum of uh, the pyromancer conundrum. Look, if you die, if you still die when you are with me, I have no other words. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. We haven't done a Destiny raid before, so you have you don't know my style. <laughs> you hang back like you pyro. If you wanna, you switch to the tank lah. <laughs> if you do, you if you that if you that gang who go for the tank, go devastator. It's too it's super fun to be to play a cover shooter that by not playing a cover shooter. <laughs> Or if you want to play a true cover shooter, yeah, play Technomancer. Ah, uh, yeah. And that's fun too, apparently. <laughs> yeah. uh, Just imagine all the long-range damage you can, you know, make hits explode mm-hmm. with. Especially with the mods that makes other things happen after you make the hits explode. I guess it's just the the in-betweeners is a bit rough there. Mm. Uh, is it? Is is that all for our riders? I think so. Mm. Quite, quite a game quite a game indeed uh, so yeah let's move what other games do, do we have other games we want to talk um, about I... well I could talk about one more like in very brief detail because um, yeah have you guys played this uh, old game called Nier back in 2010 yeah I've played okay um so apparently they're releasing a remaster of the game in the next couple of weeks. I actually got to manage to check out the preview build of the game of, of that. 
And yeah, basically, it's the kind of remaster that will not make you want to go back. I mean, the good kind of remaster where you don't want to go back to the old game because the new version is superior. So imagine taking the backbone of Nier Automata, a really good action RPG, retain what makes Nier really good, the story, and then you have the remaster, basically. You've got like 60 frames per second or 120 frames per second of gameplay, like the smoothness of it. Have the tight controls of a platinum game style game, except it's made by a different developer. And that's your Nier remaster. Lah. I mean, they call it Nier Replicant version 1.5. It's basically the square root of that number. I'm not uh, going to say it. Square root 1.5. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hold on. The, the I, actual I, title is super long, so I'm not going to say it. I have it on I have it on me. Version 1.2247448739 okay. dot 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 dot. Victory. Okay, there you go. There you go. So that's the game I played. I've only played like a couple of hours. It's following the same story beats as the original, but they, re-wake, they reworked the... I mean, they basically had uh, re-recorded the dialogue they took the same actors and actresses um, because uh, Laura Bailey plays uh, Kaini, one of the characters, in the old game and now the new game as well. So there's some consistency right there. So instead of the old man you use in Nier 2010, they use the young boy Nier, like the, bish- the Bishojo, yeah, b- the Bishonen Nier, basically. The young, the young boy. No, not so Papa he looks more prettier. La. He looks prettier, yes. Rest in peace, Papa Nier. Yeah, rest in peace, <laughs> Papa Nier, yeah. They basically use the young kid. Um, so you got like the different time skips as well, like how it was in the old game, except now you get to see the aging la, of course. The plot beats are more or less the same for now, but of course the action is more improved. And um, everything just feels like spot on, like light, heavy attacks, the movement, the transition from the 3D to the 2D stages, like how they did for Neo Automata. But in this case, it's just following beat for beat, like the original. But yeah, like, like, Daniel, if you enjoyed... I mean, if, if you hated the gameplay for 2010 Nier, you love the remaster, basically. Oh, I like the 2010. It's one of my first games on my original 360. Ah, and okay, okay. So, so if you played... <laughs> if you play so, the new version, I don't think you're going to go back. I can guarantee yeah. you that. Well, I mean, the 360 is already dead, so I, <laughs> I have no choice. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You have no choice. So it's good lah that they're actually revisiting this. Um, based on the trailers I saw, I think there might be like a new ed- additional level they put in, but I'll have to play through the full version eventually lah. Which again, the game is coming out on the twenty third of April, which I believe that's the anniversary of the original Nier, more yep, or less, exactly. the same week. Yep, yep, I yep. think the first Nier came out on twenty second or twenty third April. Yeah, around that time uh, is. Is Japan release or is it the Western release? I don't remember. It's Japan release. Japan release. So they're following Japan release, I guess. Okay. But generally, yeah. Also, it looks good. Um, there's something about the 2010 year I didn't like in terms of the aesthetics. It felt very typical. Uh, that's like the worst kind of generic when I look at it a bit. And then when I play Neo Automata and now Neo Replicant, they're, they're trying to keep the style consistent. So it's a bit more airy, desolate, but consistent and a bit more detailed if that makes sense and of course the 60 frames per second movement helps a lot especially when you're fighting in the game when you're transitioning when you're walking around and doing the little quests here and there and doing the main story so yeah so far my initial preview thoughts pretty good pretty good um they're really doing a great job with the remaster which also makes me bring up a question like if 
Square Enix are planning to do more remasters of their older games in the future. Like, I gotta ask you two guys, were there like any old Square games that are like, they came out one shot and then they never heard from again? I mean, was there like a game in their back catalogue in the PS2 or the PS3 era which you want to see make a comeback in this form? Oh, easy answer. Easy, hold on, let me go first. Okay. Easy answer, without a doubt, Parasite Eve. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's in my head though. But, I, I would, okay. If they can make an old game play better, right? I would like to propose The Bouncer. Oh, <laughs> yes. That is, a slack, that is a slick choice, man. Dude, I know that video up looks good, sounds promising, but it came out oof. But yeah, very rough. I, they... think by the time the, I think by the time you install the game on the PC, you have finished the game on the PS2, right? <laughs> it's pretty short. Uh, if, if they somehow retool that game and make it better, uh, I mean, I mean, Money. <laughs> Easy money. Mm-hmm. I would like to go back to what Daniel mentioned, Parasite Eve, because honestly, Aya has been done dirty in the third game. Uh, nah, that, that third game doesn't exist. That piece <laughs> of shit game that came out on the PSP. Um, the third birthday, that's what they call it. Oh my god, what the fuck, man. Uh, <laughs> I think you have to dedicate an episode entirely on how Parasite Eve got crapped on by Square Enix. Oh, man. But I'm holding out a hope that they can actually bring that back in the best way possible. Like, make it a third-person shooter like Resident Evil, except with RPG elements, if that makes sense. Like, mm. Parasite Eve 1. Maybe Ooh. tweak the story a little bit so that it can actually incorporate the Chrysalis building as the main plot instead of having it as, like, a side thing. Ooh, now that you mentioned about Parasite Eve and the the, the combat thing, it reminds me Vagrant Story. Ooh, yeah, that would it be so It reminds good. me of Vagrant yeah. Story. Man, even on PS4, that game looks gorgeous. I, even until now, it looks it, it stands. Yeah, but, even with the PS1 style of blockiness, it still uh, has that aesthetic that was like, yep, this is unmistakably a... Yasunori, no, no, sorry, ah, I forgot what the de- developer that that that, de- that developer with that composer creating that game, you know that style. Yeah, that, that group. I I I believe that group also made uh, yeah, Final Fantasy Twelve. Oh, Yasumi Matsuno, that's his name. Uh, the group who did uh Tactics Ogre and FF Tactics. Uh huh. And I miss I miss his games. I hope that game he's making right now. Um. It was announced recently, uh, AA, uh, A. Uh, it was in an indie show uh, that RPG is coming out this year with uh, Hitoshi Sakimoto's soundtrack and involvement with Yasumi Matsuno, I believe. It's a PC game, should be coming out like later on, so hopefully that works out well. Nice. Maybe if I do a quick search. Like, while you do that, like, I am excited for the new year. Sorry, because I know the end, how the ending of the first game goes. Which, if the new fat, the Automata first play, will probably get their mind blown because this is basically basically the precursor of I think ending E, ending E or ending F, where everything just gets deleted. I don't remember. Yes, I know which one I'm talking about. Mm. In the first year, that holds more weight compared to Neo. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I would actually put the near remaster if they're following that same plot beats. If they they they'll, they will, I will put 
the first Neo over Neo Automata in that sense. I cannot really see that again. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just like to see that again. Like that, that part is just so good. It is, it is. Oh, I found the game, uh, Astria Ascending, and actually, it's not Yasumi Matsuno's writing. It is the Final Fantasy VII guy Kazushige Nojima. Ah, uh-uh. yeah. But the artwork is two D, looks really good, and and the music's done by Hitoshi Sakimoto, who is also friends with Yasumi Matsuno in the FF Tactics days and Vagrant Story. So there is definitely pedigree in this title, uh, Astria Ascending. Yeah, yeah. It okay. It definitely has that aesthetic there, All right? Yeah, you see that. You see that. Mm-hmm, that looks mm-hmm. good. There's also another game I really, I mean, probably want to check out, but I don't have an Apple phone. Uh, Fantasian. Fantasian. Yeah, that'll be the game where I'm just gonna play, watch it on YouTube. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, that that looks. You know what? Making uh pre-rendered uh pre-rendered backgrounds into to- uh, diorama oh, makes total so... sense. It, it it's mind-boggling, perfect transition, man. It oh, works man, so when well. I saw that reveal trailer, like the one that came out a few weeks ago, my god, I I just want to make sweet love to it. It's so beautiful, like how the characters move around, the backdrop, like the desert, and fighting the boss in the the pocket dimension or whatnot, man. Why can't this be out for PC, man? Uh, <laughs> Apple money, man. We, we'll, we'll have to wait. We'll have to you wait. You can't beat Apple money, man. Uh, you cannot beat Apple money. But to be fair, Apple is putting the right money to the right people. Definitely. Unlike some other big tech companies. Do <laughs> in fact. Google Stadia, right? Uh, Amazon not so- <laughs> All right. Okay, let's focus on the positive. Um. Also, oh yeah, Apple Arcade also had a Platinum Games game on there. Um, World of Demons. Oh my god, that's also another game I really want to check out. It's basically mm-hmm. what if they took the concept art of Okami and make a completely different action game out of it. It's all watercolor, basically, from Okami, except with new characters. No Amaterasu, of course. You know, copyright and all that, but. Monsters and fantasy creatures, mystical demons and samurais fighting against each other in that watercolor 3D style, which looks gorgeous. Yeah, this was, I think it was announced for a while and then kept quiet and then boom, oh, up, oh, it's yeah, on Apple, okay. oh, <laughs> it's there. And I think like a bunch of other games. Interesting. Yeah, good, stuff, good stuff. So yeah, Apple Arcade, yeah, kind of making us jealous actually. Yeah, I think yeah they they've got a good thing going. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, just to go back to what we mentioned lah, gameplay wise, um, I think that's all I've been playing near Replicant. How about you guys? Anything else you've been checking out? I guess like since uh, that is nothing, not really all the games besides our ideas. If so. Do we want to go early? To... It's technically not early, actually. We talk a lot about it. <laughs> we totally can move into the news. If... Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I think there's anything else we want to mention about Outriders before we jump ship. And... Makes, me want... Makes me want to reinstall Division 2. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. That, 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 that's your review quote right there. Makes you want to reinstall Division 2. Nah. Good thing someone else has done the review. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> 
Hey, yeah, but, you've done your review already. Good uh, job. Uh, stop, stop, it is not in my shoulders, so I don't care. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I would say that I wish the music was a bit more inspirational. I know, what music? I, know, look, I just I know, opened I know it into a podcast. I just opened someone else, like uh, the F1 podcast or whatever, because <laughs> God damn, the music generic as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's generic as hell from like the guy who makes the most generic operatic kind of music. <laughs> you know what? Sir. The, Sorry, uh, dude, but it's not the best kind of music, especially if you're not really putting that much work into it. The best memorable music tone is that six tone that you keep on hearing at the start. Tum, 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 tum. And then nothing. Oh, that's yeah. because, because when you're trying to connect with other people, that's the only thing you're hearing. Every time. It's kind of like Fallout, the, like for, the Fallout 3 team, the Fallout 4 team. You just remember that first part and then everything just me- uh, melt into like some orchestra some ensemble that yeah. you might have heard before. Yeah, yeah. From some other game, more mm. or less. Yeah, it's actually from the same guy too. Enon Zer also composed for Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. Exactly. That's the yes. thing that I kept looking up. How come this sound, uh, this, the music kind of reminds me of Fallout? Like, the way that it's very memorable and it drops off and then gone. Yeah, and then you don't, <laughs> don't remember the rest of the, the shit that plays are in the game except for the sounds yeah. of bullets firing and the twisted rounds or oh. whatever popping up. And then when everything is keep quiet and then the credits roll and then the music blends out and then I start to realize, oh, okay, oh, there's, there's actually some music here. That's music. <laughs> it's the sort of music that you would love to, you would enjoy listening on their own on the soundtrack piece, but not while you are sh- we are doing the video game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is playing, right. Which is kind of is kind of weird, but also kind of fitting because this sort of game is that is the perfect game where you can you want to put something else in the background, but like uh, a podcast. Oh, yeah, like yeah. like dialogue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, news. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're just gonna start with. A big rumor, because that's what we do in this, this podcast. The big rumor. Okay, but do you want to like backtrack a few steps? Because I think the story that leads to the this rumor, I think it's already a whole story. Of, uh, okay, sure. Backstep sure. a bit. How 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 did this rumor came to be? Uh, hmm. It was from a game announcement. Yes. It was a game called Abandoned. Coming to the <laughs> PS5 by a yep. very small, I think the, uh, a small indie team. I forgot the name. Blue Box something. is it, they, they don't really have like a, a big track record. But they've been around. <laughs> they've announced this game. It looks fantastic. It's a survival. I think it's a, they, call, they build it as a horror game. Yep, it's a horror game. Okay. And, and from here, I kind of lost the plot. But somehow, some people... In the internet, starts conjuring up. I don't know where it comes from, but they are talking about how this game came from nowhere. It looks like a horror game. Do you think this is a Hideo Kojima game? Are they pulling off a Metal Gear Solid Five reveal again? Is this Moby Dick Studios again? Uh, is there gonna be someone in a bandage coming to with uh, doing a interview? Is it? Is it? Uh, uh, the answer to that is no. If you go to the company's website, they have to put out a disclaimer saying, no, they do not have any involvement in the Yokojima. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and then we get to the rumor. 
Yeah, and then we get to the rumor. Because it is this rumor is dispelling this weird conspiracy theory. <laughs> right after the news that they are over, that this is not a Hideo Kojima game, um, one of the like most prominent uh, journalist leakers, Mr. Jeff Group, if he's is that right? His name Jeff Group. Uh, uh, Jeff Grubb. Um, Grubb. Okay. All right. Okay. So he said in his podcast that. Nah, he's not working with Sony because he's currently doing a deal with one company from Seattle named Xbox. <laughs> of course, okay. Which, for me, is is very like uh, you know those cats like uh, if a cat's like eyes from small to big. That that's basically me. When I heard that. Uh, Uh, we don't know what game he's making, but I like to, but I like to think it is the game that he wanted to make with uh, a certain other company that that literally recently shut down, which uh, which we like to thank very kindly to Google for shutting uh, Stadia Stadia Game Studio for shutting it down uh, unabruptly as well. Is there? What do you guys think? Is there a cor- a correlation between Stadia shutting down and Xbox just basically just giving Hideo Kojima a black check? At that uh, point, am I reaching here? <laughs> it could be. I mean, it could be both. I mean, we don't know what Kojima's minds are usually up to, but he's already done with Death Stranding and with the PlayStation deal earlier on. Now he probably wants like different pastures, like. And if anyone is willing to fund his crazy idea, why not have Xbox do it? I mean, if they have some pocket change after spending so much on Bethesda and also try and also building Xbox Game Pass, then yeah, it would make sense for him. It would make sense for Xbox to you know cater to Kojima if he wants to, because it's always the developer's choice in the end. What are you thoughts on this? Like, I am like. Very fifty-fifty on this. Like, <laughs> like on one, like on one side, yeah. it is interesting to know that this is happening, and I like to see the tears of uh Sony fanboys crying right now. <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> Look, I have no horse in this race. I haven't pulled my gacha for new horse, no. <laughs> so I, I'm just, I'm just here eating the popcorn and see what unfolds because. My my entertainment from this story development is from the first beat. How did how did this came to? Uh, I still cannot I believe like, that. I would like Kojima to go back to doing. Oh, I mean to go do a horror game because he technically did not make. I mean, he technically could have made one were it not for that whole Konami fiasco. Mm. I mean, if you guys remember Silent Hills, so if you can find some way to go back to doing that, maybe not first person, maybe third person. And something new for him, you know, like Death Stranding was kind of new when you think about it. And then now with another company who's willing to pay for his crazy dreams, sure, why not go for it? I mean, support creativity in that sense, if possible. Yeah. And if it makes a lot of his fans happy, sure, go ahead. I- I'm cool with that. Yeah, just swing, and hopefully, whatever he he tries to imply as a message, if in case he becomes prophetic again. <laughs> It's oh, something, no. <laughs> something that we can look forward to in the future. <laughs> Please, there, he he already invented the rise of a uh, 
careers delivering stuff <laughs> in the dangerous in a generous environment please something good this time Kojima-san uh, I will say this Death Stranding is a bad game to review exactly. but <laughs> it's a game to put a podcast on while you deliver shit or build bridges or whatnot. It's, oh, yeah. it's again this is like I, this is why I like about having divisive ga- divisive games where you either hate it or you love it I definitely hate it but yeah. I can see why people like it yeah that's fair I mean it's better that we know our preferences why we don't like it and why we like it and you know what some people do not like the whole beach uh game for everyone that tackles every that ticks every boxes you know what we'll get another Ubisoft generic game <laughs> so you <laughs> better like another oh another my God. Spectrum, uh, yeah. better just swing if it doesn't shit for you maybe someone else will like it why not I mean at least we get something to talk about yeah so, yeah it's interesting uh, yeah even if you don't like it, like for me, I'm I'm just I'm here just watching whatever is unfold. Some games from Hideo Kojima I respect, but it's hard for me to like be like to be in the same boat as the the fanboys, yeah, just yeah. because of my exper- my first experience from his games is Metal Gear Solid Two, and I was a child back then. It messes me out. Exactly. <laughs> wow. I I got I was traumatized when I reached the Arsenal Gear sections when uh, the 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 AI colonel keeps on calling me out. Hey, you should take a break. It gave it gave me nightmares and the bit the stunt where the you know the they blank out the screen instead of video it comes video right. I have the same TV that goes video when the screen blanks <laughs> out. So that tripped me out big. And then suddenly a lady appeared on the codex. What? What? The- what? <laughs> Man, that was a wild ride. Uh, I still remember the wildest ride where when the hell am I going to control Snake in Metal Gear Solid 2? <laughs> oh, I'm fucking riding for the entire time and well, did you know it? That's actually a soap opera playing on my codec uh, between Jack and Rose. So like, okay, okay, sure. Oh my god. And oh, then you, you, fight, a, and then you uh, fight a vampire. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm interested again somehow. So it's uh, like peaks and valleys, basically. Peaks and valleys. Yeah, but but for me, like everything is like okay, the sol- uh, the the snake section is okay, the tanker scene is fine, and then yeah. everything about the plant is like, uh, lower a bit, it's okay. Yeah. But everything goes haywire by the end. Yes. To me, my favorite part is at the end, and not because of the time they mess me up. It is because of the katana they gave you, yes. <laughs> damn katana, and you get to swing it with your analog stick. For me, that was super. Fun and inventive. I want it more. Hey, the game said, oh, "What? It's already, <laughs> it's already done. That's it." <laughs> yeah, but at um, least they, at least they kind of paid. They paid that, paid that back in dividends when they release uh, Metal Gear Vet Revengeance, which is like mm, about the same mechanic. Yeah, Platinum you know, Games did it, and it turned out really well. Yeah, uh, and it's it, actually my favorite Metal Gear game of all time <laughs> because of that's basically the the, the tone uh, they were going for, and it worked. Doctor, uh, yeah, Hideo Kojima, what a guy! Yes, <laughs> I want him to make more games. Um, and you know, I like because there's actually a lot more stories around them that are more entertaining. So, yeah, worth worth listening to. Mm. Even if you don't be entertained from what the story the game tells you, yep. it can be entertaining by the second guy <laughs> that retells it to you in yes. a wilder, more 
a bewildered way. Yep. Uh, true that. So, next. On Do the you news. want to link up this news with the other one which you mentioned, hinted at, a while ago? All right. So, tonal whiplash time. <laughs> so, um, this is uh, recent news. Uh, there, there is uh, a report. I see that right. Report, yes. Mm-hmm. Report that Bloomberg, uh, from Jason Shire, that he has said that Naughty Dog was is apparently making a, a Last of Us remake, not number two. No, the first Last of Us for the PS Five, by a secret San Diego studio. Is it? Yeah, but yes. Made but uh, it is a very new information, and this is why I'm reading it as I'm re- as I'm talking right now. Yeah, it's very recent. Yeah. yeah, it's very recent. Hot off the presses, as they say. <laughs> so like I'm right now, the, I'm not, you know the newscaster reading off the paper before on a live TV basically. Uh... Um, so <laughs> so basically, the gist of it is that uh, they have this very secret. Uh, Sony San Diego team that were making a, a remake of a game that I think shouldn't be remake in the first place because I mean the PS4 version is already fine but whatever mm-hmm. uh, this version was actually according to the report wasn't uh, fulfilling so they have given it back to Naughty Dog mm-hmm. and then they tried to bully uh, Ben Studios into making a charted game, which they say no. Okay. And now Ben Studios, uh, the makers of uh, Swamiku Matmoto, is now making a new game. The cowards do not want to see a new sequel to this called aka Swamiku Matmoto. It could have been called <laughs> Swamiku Matmoto 2. <laughs> Swamiku rempit lagi. Swamiku rempit naik lagi. Cowards. But you know what? I'm glad that from the news to to hear that uh, this gone for how for how uh, I think for for the longest time have been getting mixed reviews is now currently profitable for Sony. At least I, I I'm content with that news. Still, still, like, like, okay, to, so... like to, to think about it, Ben Studios are not equipped to make triple A games. They were no. like less, I think, around hovering like the hundreds when they made this gone, and mm. before that, they've been just like making uh, appropriately now uncharted ports. I know uncharted ports. Is it uncharted on Vita? Yeah, uncharted on Vita. It yeah. is the. <laughs> so they are already getting siloed in into the uh, what they say in the Bluebird report or Naughty Dog North. Yeah, they uh, were they were fearing that they might be dissolved into Naughty Dog. Oh, so like man. they said, no, we don't want to work on this new Uncharted anymore. We want to do a new game, and Sony said, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like okay, there's so... only so much you can do with like Naughty Dog. I mean. We know that these Uncharted games and these Last of Us games, they are... I mean, people people are still going to be playing it, so why remake something that was already fine on the PS4? Exactly. It's just weird. I mean, if, if, if it's considered true, la, 
I mean, I hope that that other rumor where uh, Naughty Dog is making a fantasy game actually is. I hope that one actually comes true, lah. Because again, new IP, new experiences, new action game, right, new yeah. story. That's always better instead of having the same old sequels and whatnot. It's like it's like quite ironic that the guy that the current head of Sony said that who would play an old game while also greenlighting a remake of a game that people played back in twenty thirteen. Very uh, big juxtaposition. It's just strange. I mean, I hope this is just like I hope this is like a muddled interwaves. And I'm not saying that Jason Stryer did a bad job. He inco- he did uncover a lot of things here and there, which is nice and it's reliable per se. He got sources and whatnot that are reliable. But at the same time, I do wish that this is just, hey, we might this might be a mistake and we might probably pivot this remake into another new game with a new title. Maybe like the same kind of genre, like, you know, action, but, you know, something a bit different. Again, new oh. IPs are always going to be champion. But... Yeah. Maybe like, get... if we reveal this, they might cancel the mine. Ah, that's the way, that's the thinking there. Because yeah, don't I prefer the first game better than the second? But I don't want to play this game on yeah, yeah. Let's that's say also, my PlayStation on my PlayStation yeah. Five, basically. Two two yeah, more generations for another time. Yeah, give it two more generations. Yeah, yeah, and, give and it and the PlayStation Six. Yeah, <laughs> like not even see seven. Ah, oh, seven. Yeah, Se- seven Pro. We wait until seven Pro, then we see <laughs> the the Last of Us remake. Twenty yeah. thirty five. Let's see. Like another uh, five or six, seven year, ten years time or something. Uh, too early lah for that to be a full remake. But we'll see. I mean, if you see Demon Souls gets a remake for PS3, look at Demon Souls, and then you yeah, look at the last of us. Some games deserve a remake. Some can wait. Yeah. So. So let's stop talking about triple A games, man. How about we go into our realm, our very nice double A games? <laughs> because um, one of our most anticipated racing game, Ooh, uh, Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels Unleash, <laughs> is actually showed some gameplay and okay, it looks fine. It doesn't it look, look like a trash fire. It yeah, looks decent. Is this something like Trackmania, like except with the Hot Wheels brand or what? Yeah, I, it feels like that. Okay, Definitely. I I I didn't expect to say uh, that's true, but I think that's true. But then <laughs> finish your finish the whatever you need to say first. Uh, I think we're done. Like I'm just saying, like the the car physics looks fun because it is an arcade racer, and okay. I mm. and I think Matt you. You want to uh, explain why? Okay, <laughs> so okay, so here's the thing. The benchmark for a good Hot Wheels game is the PlayStation One version of Hot Wheels Turbo Racing. Well, it's also on Nintendo sixty four. But Hot Wheels Turbo Racing was peak Hot Wheels game. It is an arcade <laughs> racer. You get to collect Hot Wheels cars. The tracks are fun. The physics are just arcadey as you would like, and it has like. Oh yeah, it has a Metallica song as the intro. I think that's my first heavy metal song that I've heard. It's Fuel. <laughs> give me Fuel, give me Fire. Give me Double Try Desire. Yeah. Boom! The Hot Wheels car comes in. <laughs> oh man. 
so with this, uh, Hot Wheels Unleash, they they kind of channel that sort of aesthetic again where it's, they are basically toy cars. They are, even the design itself is like, it looks, it has the plastic seams, the the tires look plasticky, the colors are, uh, the, the painting, you can see the flakiness in there just like your model cars. Uh, but they stick a bit with the tracks. They make it wider because the game has break to drift. You drift and then you get boost. Like your usual arcade games are now. Basically burn out lah. To say the least. And the fun bit is not only do you get like 60, uh, 60 plus uh, different cars. All of them based on the actual Hot Wheels toys. Hot Wheels toys. Uh, you also have a livery editor. Which means you can put a shark girl on the shark car. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little car with a sh- big shark on it. And you can put a... Li- you, if you can edit the livery, you can make a shark girl on top of that. <laughs> and they say, yeah, you, even you can download and upload stuff. Basically, similar to like all of the arcade games. And because of the Hot Wheel tracks, you also get to customize the tracks. You make your own tracks. 20,000 little loop track, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> but my, my, the most fun of the reveal of the gameplay is that they, they put it on the, uh, the gameplay reveal. They put away, uh, they showed one of the, uh, one of the scene where you jump, you, you boost and then you jump and you like cut like a whole chunk of the track. Basically, you're taking a non non explicit shortcut. Basically, you're doing speed run tag, and they show it as official gameplay. The methods. That's just ballsy, man. I'm I'm looking forward to this. This this has me excited more than it should. Uh, do you know who developed it? Milestone. Ah. It's the guys that made uh uh the GT games, the bike racing games. Also, they used to make racing games back in the MS DOS days. Made... Okay, so that's pedigree for the they basically have the credentials to make a good racing game. Oh yeah, I've played the MS DOS game called Screamer back in the nineties. that was my first MS DOS game. Apparently, it was Wait, 3D. That, that was from the team. I think I might have played Screamer. This, this, I think I might have played. Let me double check. They didn't call themselves Milestone back then, but like Screamer Two, I think, or Screamer Three, they they changed it to Milestone. Basically, the same team. Oh, okay. Holy crap. I the one with the Vir- rocket car. Yeah, Virgin Virgin Interactive publishes. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Like, I remember playing this a lot. Okay, I'm not I sure. I remember you... like if you lose, there'll be the guy and the announcer be like loser, and then uh... you gotta feel you feel like you have to want to play the course over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this looks really good. Holy crap! Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more than uh, more than you expect as a like a, a license cash in. No, no, no. It's, I think it's, it has the potential to be actually decent. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's a while since we got a good Oculus game. I see it again. It was the, the, the last good game is what? It's on the PS1. Yep. We don't talk about the PS3 and PS3 games. It was I mean, terrible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the about the the World Race one is kind of interesting. To the fact that the developer of that uh moved on to become BlackRock Studios and made Split Second. <laughs> but uh, that's about it. That's about yep. it. Yeah. Um. I I I may have known too much things about very specific about how we skips, but yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> 
All right. I... All right, this news, like, I'm going to put it on the last one. So we're just going to talk about the f- the fourth news on our list. Okay. Street Fighter V, uh, Max's favorite fighting game. <laughs> Can update. <laughs> How dare well, you throw me the best. Right now. I mean, the one that I'm playing the most mm-hmm. as of late. Yeah. yeah. New so characters? Have... New characters? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, new characters. Um, So they showcased Oro for the first time in the Street Fighter V engine. He's at Hermit in Street Fighter 3. He still play. He still fights you with one arm, but he's holding oh a turtle in the other. Oh, he, double, oh boy. <laughs> no, he's powerful. He yeah, has yeah. a handicap. Yeah, he's basically powerful with two hands, so he basically wants to level the playing field by fighting with just one hand. That's the story. Lah. Mm-hmm. So he has the... I believe he's still a charge character based on how the gameplay looked. Uh-huh. He still has his old moves. He's got his fire charge fireball. He's got that storm. He's got that uppercut, the vertical, and the air. And he's got a new two-kick, two-hit kick move where I think it's meant to be like a combo ender to push enemies away because he needs some of the keep-away moves. And uh, his V skills involve him throwing a slow-moving projectile so that he can cover more ground. Uh, I'm not sure what the other V skill is, um, but I know his V trigger is from his uh, previous, from the last game he was in, where he summons a bunch of objects. They float around him. When he lands a hit, it follows up the the objects hit hit the opponent like in succession, basically. So imagine the satellite r- going around Oro to complement his hits. Uh, oh, and his uh, other V trigger is a command grab. So he gets access to a command grab he can combo from. So he can do like a one, two, three hit combo, follow up with a command grab, deals a lot of damage, basically. And on feet, okay, okay. For for Oro, yeah, yeah. Basically, you press a uh, hitch, high punch, high kick. The the same buttons used to V trigger to initiate the command grab. So do a combo, press H P H K. That's your combo end right there for big damage. So he's meant to be like a very interesting experimental technical character, like Guile, but not quite. He's mm. a bit more unique like, and a bit faster. Oh, he's also got his double jump from the last game from Super Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah. can basically like jump forward, you can jump back or jump again or jump neutral to trick the opponent. So uh, yeah, if you're interested in that kind of tricky characters, yeah, Oro will be the guy you want to, you want to main la, or experiment with. Rose plays like how she did sort of in Street Fighter 4, except for her V skills and the V trigger. Her V skill now, she can summon a satellite for one of her options, but it's a slow startup. So it's like that. So it's like that Ultra Two she had in Street Fighter Four, except it starts up really long. So you have basically knock down the opponent, then you activate it so that you have like backup protection, lah, basically. Mm. And her other V skill is she gets to throw random cards at the opponent. <laughs> sometimes they buff your buff your character. And sometimes they attack your opponent, lower their attack or lower their defense. It's all kind of randomized, but you can see which card you're gonna throw by looking at your at the at the bottom of bottom where your super meter is. You get to see which card is gonna be next. Uh... And Rose can actually shuffle the cards lah, which which of course means that there's a bit of a cooldown for that, like a startup. So don't do that when you when your opponent is still standing because he can probably counter you. And her V triggers are pretty useful. She, in fact, one of her V triggers, um, one of them she actually teleports can teleport anywhere behind you. I think there are two uses for this. One, uh, two uses because it's two V trigger bars, but you can teleport at the back behind your opponent or on top or 
or in the middle of the screen, anywhere basically. And then the other V trigger is um, she basically gains back her soul illusions. I mean, have you played? Al- I mean, you played Alpha Two, right? Alpha One Rose. Ah, uh, I don't touch Rose, so okay. Uh, you familiar. might have thought. I mean, you might remember where she summons a bunch of clones. Okay. Okay, mm. that's her V trigger too. She summons a clone, so any attack she lands, it'll be a combo basically. So if you like um, Ganejin from uh, from uh, from Street Fighter Three. All the shadow clones. So basically, uh-huh. you want to use her to do more combos, lah. You hit an opponent once. The shadow, the shadows actually combo from there. So you get up to five hits, I believe. So you can do like twenty hit combos basically if you have an opening. Mm-hmm. And you can actually activate the V trigger when you land a hit. So you can actually continue a combo from there. So it's very very practical to use. So yeah, I think Rose is going to be like a, not quite a Shoto character, but not quite a unique character, like in between. And she still has an old slide move and a, I think her medium punch is probably still, her crouching medium punch is still pretty strong for this one. Mm. Okay. But the big, but the best surprise is seeing ah. from Rival Schools. You can see her gameplay in this particular stream. So uh, she seems to be like, uh, oh, uh, you want to say something? Uh, Daniel, uh, look her up. Look Akira oh. up. Alright, Akira Rival from Rival Schools. I, I think you'll enjoy what you see. Often. Yeah, basically she fights like how she did in oh. Rival Schools. She's like a rushdown-ish character. And they did showcase that when she launched someone in the air, she'll do her Rival Schools air combo. Which is pretty cool. And then uh, as one of her special moves, I think she can summon her brother Daigo. Uh, where basically <laughs> she summons her brother uh, Daigo pops up from the sky does a ground pound attack and does a I guess a, a dragon ball charge attack I think a charge attack and then he just leaves the screen it's like in a very badass fashion <laughs> and then Akira is just waving at her brother bye bye <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, she's already badass but then she's being a badass even more yeah, badass brother, brother yes. mm. yeah so yeah she's cool uh, got her old moves back, make make tailored for Street Fighter Five. We'll find out more details about her probably in the next few months or so. Yeah. Which is, and then the the Rose is gonna be coming out on April the nineteenth, and Oro will probably be the next month. You know, that's how these characters roll out the season pass rolls, new characters per month. So yeah, really good incentives for you to get the season pass. Yeah, I think... which I think is about hundred RM or less. Uh, I don't quite remember. But I know there's probably going to be a Steam sale happening soon. So maybe if, you want, if you're not that hyped up, you can save your money for that time. Lah. Yeah, yeah. Good good to see Street Fighter V still going strong. Yeah, mm. I mean, it actually had a rough start, but it's in a really good place right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm, from one anime game to another, we have... Neo will end with you. Is that right? The name? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Um, that is actually the sequel to the World Ends with You back in 2010. It's a game with character designs by Tetsuya Nomura, whom I'm sure you're familiar with. Oh, no. <laughs> thing. But the story and uh, gameplay is all done by other people from Square Enix. And the original game was actually really inventive and unique. Like, this is like the kind of game that would have come out during the PS1 Square Enix era, like that kind of creativity. 
like you play a character who has to escape the death game within like seven days. If you don't complete the game, you die. That sort of thing. And you're stuck in Shibuya. So the sequel takes place in Shibuya and Shinjuku and you have more people to fight with. Like all new cast and everything. But it's the same kind of story where you have to escape the game of death within seven days. With colorful graphics lah. Oh, it looks so stylish. Also reminiscent yeah. of a certain other game. <laughs> I mean, it's coincidental uh, because I think the original world NCV2 already have this sort of style dialed in. Now yeah, that yeah. It's, now, it's now 3D graphics, but I think most of the cutscenes are all 2D like how it was in the old games. And they try to preserve the 2D-ness with like the outlines and everything. I want to see how it really plays in combat because that's probably going to be a deal-breaker for me if the combat sucks. Because I had fun with uh, The World Ends With You because of the combat and the story. I mean, every part of it works really well. Like, the gameplay, the story, the music especially, and the art style. So I hope this sequel would, you know, do it justice lah. Yeah. Did you guys play the original The World Ends With You? Unfortunately for me, I didn't. Uh, of all the games that I've managed to convince my other friend who had a Nintendo DS, I didn't grab this one. I grabbed Professor Layton and GTA Chinatown Wars instead. But oh, this was on, this was on <laughs> that list. But ah, uh, doesn't part. Uh, I do have that on my 3DS. Oh, okay. That would be good to play. Yeah, should start a replay through. Yeah, I think you have the better version because uh, the original DS one was good, but I think the 3DS one had like extra content, if I recall. Okay. Yeah, so good stuff, good stuff. And yeah, I got a new cast of characters. They are all in line with how the, the original game was. Some old characters like Neku and the two Reapers from the first game also appear. Your party members are like kind of typical. Like, you got the leader character, you've got the overachiever character, you've got the cool character, and then you've got the Weibo girl. Uh, her name is Nagi. I think she looks like she came out from Persona. I think she's like a, a strawberry, sorry, a grape-flavored version of Futaba from Persona 5. <laughs> Dude, dude, go, 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 go to the PlayStation blog for uh, the world, the Neo, the old world. And if you look at a character, you'll be like, yeah, this is Futaba all the way, man. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. We'll wait for you. Uh, no, I, I'm already, I'm already reserving that on the thumbnail, though. <laughs> Flavor Futaba. <laughs> Flavor. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, all, all that that soda talk before that. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and even when I look at all the art and everything, like the cutscenes, it's like, yeah, this is Futaba. She's talking about games. She's obsessed with it. She's angry if you do something with her games. It's like, yeah, they're just copying pasting from that character. <laughs> but hopefully, she's more fleshed out lah in the full game. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, it's also it's coming out on PS4. Yeah, PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad they ditched like the two screen gameplay, like it. But then it wouldn't make sense because if it's coming off of PS4 and Switch, it has to be a one screen kind of mechanic. But I'm, will, I mean, one one did have two screen mechanics, and it was terrible <laughs> on the PS4. I played it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It somehow worked if the world ends with you. Like some characters don't work, but most of the characters they're fine. Um. Neku's mechanic and uh, Reaper's mechanic, 
I think his name, the, the 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 guy who played the last last third of the game, that that mechanic worked. So it really depends. Right. So coming into the tail end, so we have two uh, news. One of which is Street of Rage Four getting a DLC. Oh yes. Ooh. Um. Okay, I guess I could go for this. Um. Yeah. So there's actually a trailer that came out. Um. Yesterday, like a really short one. After yeah. the developers and the publishers dot dot mu mentioned that we will release DLC if we have time. Apparently, they are working on DLC, so they're gonna bring in a new character who was actually a boss from the first game, uh, Estelle, the cop. <laughs> uh, you you play Streets of Rage four, right? You guys? Uh, I've seen people play. Let's play a bit. <laughs> okay, okay. So the cop you fought in the game, she's a playable character. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. she's like the All most. Right, now I know. Like, I think she's pretty badass, dude. Like, you fought her twice. She's got the cool moves and everything. I'm like, I wish you could play her. Now you can play as her when the All DLC right. comes out. <laughs> and I think you can I also summon yeah. the cop car like she did in the, in the, as, when she was the boss. So that would be kind of cool. Survival mode is going to be a thing. I believe they didn't mention much about this, but I assume it's going to be like, you got a time limit. Kill these dudes as fast as you can or survive as long as you can. Objective. Survive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Uh character customization. Um they introduced this new thing where you not only can change the color of your characters, but you can also change their movesets a bit. So they did preview like Blaze, she has that um that somersault kick. She you can actually change it to a somersault that goes up vertically, like an uppercut. But yeah. you have to basically exchange that with the previous somersault. Lah. So Different moves, different skill sets. I think Axel has a new kind of move where he throws a fireball from his uppercut. And I think he's got an anti-air move, I believe. Oh, and uh, Floyd has like a, I think a move you can change where his AOE attack covers the entire screen. So that would that would actually be kind of cool. And um, what else? A uh, new soundtrack, of course. Um, T. Lopez will be contributing to that. It's the guy who made music for the Sonic Mania games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I know who that is. Like, yeah. I haven't, I never like searched the name for the Sonic Mania guy. So nice to know his name now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually a big Sega mark. So you can tell from his lovely remixes and the compositions from Sonic Mania. So he's doing Streets of Rage. So I guess there's a correlation there. Lah. A really mm. good correlation. And uh, yeah, they did tease two new characters, which they're basically the characters you saw in the first Streets of Rage 4. I because you can tell from the silhouette is most likely Max and Shiva. And like, so it's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Um, because like when it comes to making this DLC, especially when it comes to smaller teams, you're gonna be reusing a lot of assets. And <laughs> it's just a matter of how I mean, you can actually make a great expansion out of reused assets as long as you can disguise it right and you can make it look good. Because you gotta remember, um, the developers for this, um, ah, the name escapes me. Uh, Gut Crush, uh, Gut Counter, Gut Crush Games, and Lizard Cube and Dot Mu. They're not exactly a big team, so they have to basically be creative with the tools they have. So to make a DLC with this with this boost set, yeah, if you make a really meaty one with familiar assets, but make the game kind of new, then you got a really good expansion. Like, it's just a matter of, I mean, we know we're going to reuse assets. It's just a matter of how well you use it. Mm-hmm. 
And it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. totally fine as long as the as the DLC itself is worth the money and worth the replayability. Which, if it's anything like the first game, I'm sure it will. Uh. That would be really good. Because right. I think I spent about 50 hours on Streets of Rage 4. Wow. Because I was playing with other people, uh, playing solo, getting achievements, asking my friends to help me get the achievements, you know. <laughs> and then I still play a bit more like, here and there just to, you know, see if I'm... Because there was an update that popped up recently. Wanted to see how Axel fared because he was actually the weakest of the characters. Kind of got buffed up really well, so glad to know that they're still paying attention. Lah. So, for you guys who love 2D beat-em-ups, especially for player beat-em-ups, that you can play online as well, especially during these kind of times. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun game. Definitely fun. One of my top fives for last year. And hopefully it'll get better lah, with the DLC. Right. So, uh, last the second last news of the day. Um, oh, this one I'm actually quite interested as well. Uh, no More Heroes. They ah. showcase uh, like this very weird ass <laughs> yeah, interview session with uh, what with Swai, uh, with Suda Fifty One. Yep. Uh, what's the other guy named? Uh, Mafia something. Uh, Mafia. What Sujita? Yeah, and um. Color Life VTuber Shiro Botan. <laughs> Botan. I keep seeing so many comments. Like, what is Botan doing there? Is she a fan? Yeah. I'm guessing, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, they they showcase like new gameplay for uh, No More Heroes 3, which is coming. And they also release some info for their uh, super special <laughs> version, their Killen Dollar Trilogy, which is all three games for the Switch. Ah, his name is Mafia Kajita. Kajita. That's a good name. That's a good name. He's a celebrity. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a, that's a baller name, man. Yeah. Uh, he's the writer for, for Game SP. Uh, ah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen, yeah, I've seen it in the Persona strips. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now I know who he is. So, basically, they showcase some uh, of the gameplay, the jobs that you're going to do, and I I think it looks quite interesting. Oh because... yeah, uh, they still have that same aesthetics from the last few games, but you know, made for twenty twenty one. You fight aliens this time instead of uh, assassins. Yep. Because uh, apparently, a dude there was an ET scenario that kind of played out at the start of the stream, where there was an ET moment. The alien goes back and then comes back twenty years as an adult. With his oh yeah, I love uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. That. Yeah, that I remember. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like it, it, it was Studio GB style with the start. Like that's amazing. I like. I really like the the uniqueness of that. Yes. <laughs> and then yeah, Travis Touchdown has to clean up that mess lah. Together with uh, Shinobu from the last mm-hmm. two games, she's the yep. African American ninja, and Bad Girl, who was apparently dead in the first game because you killed her. But somehow she came back to life because of, uh, of the Travis Strikes Again game. That uh, the 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 extra side game that came out. Travis Ooh. Strikes Again. Yeah, Ooh, people need to play that. That game is pretty good. That is uh, half a game and half a meta commentary on uh, Suda's uh, current, like maybe uh, what's it called? The history. Because that's <sighs> yeah. really good. Yeah, that was pretty cool. They actually had that recap of uh, No More Heroes all the way to even uh, uh, Travis Strikes Back. That was pretty interesting. Yep. 
Let's see. Oh yeah, the Killian Dollar Trilogy. It's basically like three games, uh, part one, part two, and part three, all in a package in a sweet little artwork box. And I yeah. think it's going for ninety eight hundred yen when it comes when it comes out in um August, I believe. Yeah, that's Alan. Quickly, that that is. Ooh, that's three thousand. <laughs> that's like ninety eight hundred yen, right? So yeah, yeah, that should be about hundred US or so. Yeah, that's like four hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, if you're a real, if you're a true fan, I mean, if you really like normal heroes and want to play all three of them on the Switch, this would be probably the best one to get, lah, in the physical form. In physical form, it's still better than you know buying a PS Five game in twenty twenty one. At least you get three <laughs> oh games this time for the same price. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, buy just for the three Killian Dollar name. Yeah, yeah, like that, that's a, that's a killer name, Killian Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> of course they've done it. <laughs> yeah. course, new slash you know. new slash there are more games on the Switch than they are on the PS5. So yeah. since you brought up PS5. How many months has it been since there's been a new PS5 game? Like an exclusive uh, last it three was... months? Four months? Yeah, three months because uh Spider Man came out mm. in November. So I mean that's been... launch. That's a launch yeah, title. <laughs> I think four months. Yeah, four months. Yeah. And yeah, that's a, that's crazy, man. Three, four months on a new console without that many games to play. Well, it's... Xbox already has like one. They have one out of zero. Out of zero, they have one, uh, the medium. Oh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, if you paid for the game, if the, for the game pass, there's actually a bunch of new shit that you can play for yeah, free. Yeah, <laughs> Ooh. Oh, they bring back the ramen shop. I'm looking at some gameplay from uh, you guys' site. They have, uh, they brought back the ramen shop. Ooh. Oh yes, the ramen shop. Yes, good stuff. Yeah, looking forward to that. Mm, can't can't go wrong with Suda Fifty One. Weird ass stuff. Weird combat. Meta commentary stuff popping in back and forth. Yep. Oh yeah, the alien names. Um, I believe one of them is uh. F U, uh, is it Fu or F U? Uh, <laughs> oh yes. Uh, Fu John Baptist the Seventh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I can I can understand the Fu, but why John Baptist the Seventh? That's why. Uh, let me just double check. Yeah. Uh, yep, John Baptist um, Seven. F better known as F U. Yeah. Is the Supreme Guided Leader of the Superhero Cop. Yep. Oh man. Yeah, uh, that's that's Mr. Black Bull and Gold Joe. Those are the aliens. <laughs> aliens that are revealed right now. Such oh choice names, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, Travis Touchdown can transform into a Sentai hero if of the course. if let's <laughs> just say because when you kill enemies like in the first and second game, you get like a jackpot thing, and if you usually get like the same icons or like seven seven seven, you get like a bonus. In this particular sequel, if you get seven seven seven. Travis Touchdown can transform into a superhero, and that entails yes. probably better attacks and lasers and shit, lah. You know. Yeah, but from from an assassin killing heroes to now being an actual hero, what superheroes? Yeah, what is what a turn? Yes. Uh, see, otaku's you too can be like Travis Touchdown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you too can have a family if you put your heart to it and kill yeah. lots of people. Uh, weeps have a future. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, funny enough, uh, Suda Fifty One did make mention about like he was always 
he has been a recent fan of not Injustice, sorry. Oh yeah, Suicide Squad and um there was another DC movie, uh, Justice League or something. Something along those lines, because I think that's what probably inspired him to make put the superhero kind of storyline with for No More Heroes 3. He mentioned a lot of superhero films during the stream. Mm-hmm. So you can expect some like commentary like, oh, why, why are these, all these moves so expensive and why are there so many sequels or whatnot? So many movies to follow up or keep track. All those jokes will probably start coming in in this game. And finally, our final new segment in our very long new segment here, the delay games round three. Of course. <laughs> So this again another two games. Uh, this time coming in from two studios. Firstly, we have Lego Star Wars. The Skywalker Saga has been delayed. To there's no date, they, do they? This time, no. They, there's like when it, <laughs> they've done the Cyberpunk when it's ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what's surprising? If what? you if you look back at the Wikipedia page, right for TT Games, the developer. Uh, I believe for a good uh, two or three years, they've been releasing two LEGO games per year. What? Oh my god. They, they have two teams man. to make LEGO games. Yeah. But I think, like, for this year or last year, they haven't... Uh, no, no. I, I believe last year they haven't released a LEGO game yet. And this wow. was supposed to be that LEGO game for 2020. But now it's moved to 2021. Oh no, what? the cycle has been broken. No, what I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is that Lego Star Wars is so important to them. I mean, it's, it kicks off the whole franchise. Yep. That they are willing to like pull in all the resources and make it make it right. So And also uh, a dependable cash grab given the license and how family friendly the Lego games are usually. Because you can drop in, drop out co-op usually. Oh yeah, yeah. But this one is like, oh, oh, we, we want to nail this one. Mm-hmm. We've been crash grabbing like for so long. Now it's like, okay, we, we're gonna pull it all together. And that's what I believe. Like, it's probably just probably some mismanagement or something like that. But we'll see. And they... let's not forget also COVID-19. I mean, for some countries, there are still kind of restrictive in letting people go out despite how free it can get. Maybe. Yeah, productivity go down right now. Understandable. I think that's also the case with um, Arcane Studios, right? With Deathloop. Uh, it's second game. Yeah. Arcane, Arcane Leon has announced a delay of Deathloop, the PS5 game, to the 14th of September. So, mm-hmm. as of... Uh, what is this? As of 10th of April, at the time of recording... The only game that you're going to get for the PS5 is Returnal. Ret- how, how do you pronounce that? Returnal? Returnal. 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 Yes. Uh, don't forget, uh, Art World Soulstorm also out for PC. Ah, yeah. So, the so the current tally of uh, next gen games for both uh Xbox and PS5 are five. <laughs> five. Wow. April five games. Yeah. So. The- so the medium is in February. So Ritsunal two uh Oddworld three 
Yeah, I think like five because MLB is coming out, so that's four. That's next gen. That's four. Oh, oh sure, right, MLB. Oh yeah, that is uh, next month. Is it or this month? Yeah, this month. End of this month. Mm, okay. That's quite a win. I mean, wasn't that supposed to be like a PlayStation title? Yep. And it's coming to Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> oh man. Oh, such a home run. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that Deathloop is okay. I, I mean, personally, I was already clearing the whole of me for this game, but uh, if it's delayed, then it's fine. I I now have an excuse to. Check out Mass Effect, I guess. Ah, uh, yes. That's like... yeah, that makes it five. That is how forgettable the game is. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you guys to mention Destruction All-Stars. Oh. That's five games that, as of right now, as yeah, under- that, that forgettable, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the the hand is fun, but the rest is eh. And I think that is it for this podcast. Unless someone wants to see the usual update. Oh, yeah. Still no Bloodborne PC, but <laughs> it's already... 60 FPS Bloodborne for the PS5 is already launched illegally. And oh, yet, yeah, yeah. There's a mod Bloodborne or something, PC. right? <laughs> yeah. People are so desperate for that. We, we, we've started modding consoles. I mean, technically, it's the other way around, but still, man. And they're going to keep doing that and uh, going the high seas route, especially with, you know, certain stores online closing down for uh, older consoles. Oh, yeah. Oh, you guys better, if you want to buy stuff on the PS3, so better buy it now because, oh, man, re-downloading this, uh, no, uh, visiting the, I, I just remember, opening up the PlayStation Store app on the PS3 is not fun. Mm-hmm. But once you're in there, it's much more fun than the PS4. Oops. <laughs> because it, because when you when you tap tap the buttons it just like smoothly loads without like waiting like three two to three seconds until up the JPEG appears. It just appears already. But man the initial load is like ooh. And also uh Redownloading the games will be a hassle. The UI for like when the PS Store is down, the UI to like scroll through your library of games that you can download is like, oh man, that's that's so 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 small of a space. I cannot tell which version of Metal Gear Solid Four should I download because for whatever reason I have Metal Gear Solid Four English version and the Japanese version. But the title is so long, I cannot see which one is English or Japanese. Oh, and yeah, I really hate that. I mean, you can't even scroll it. It doesn't scroll, and the only way, the only interaction on that menu you have is like download. So you just gamble 2070 gigs, or you look up the, the art image. At least the art image is different. Yeah, thank mm. God for that. I mean, there was, there was no way you could tell. Yeah, better do it now where you can. So, that is the show. That's the podcast. And let's wrap it up with what are we going to put on the thumbnail? What the silly stuff? 
that we can put. I've already booked my uh, great flavored futaba on there. Futaba. <laughs> 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 uh huh. Um. Oh god, this is oh god, this jelly bean sour. Uh, <laughs> I guess outriders. I guess uh-huh. outriders. I guess either one, either either one's fine. You can combine the two if you want. Mm-hmm. There'll be an interesting matchup. I one need... serious game and one Weibo game. Uh... Oh, and then and they put us a, a small Hideo Kojima on the right side, <laughs> <laughs> just looking. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Interesting. It's okay. We'll we'll come up with some stuff. Uh, later on. So, uh, why? How about we promote our social links? What do you guys? Uh, where can people find you? And what do you? What kind of content you have in store, upcoming uh, or otherwise? <laughs> okay. Um, I guess I'll start. Yep. Um, I uh, yes, Mr. Toffee here. Just check out our stuff at thekkp.com, the website. We've got a YouTube page, YouTube slash Kakucho Perei, K-A-K-U-C-H-O-P-U-R-E-I. Um, we've got a couple of Soundscape stuff popping up involving fighting games. And I think that's about it, unless there's some streams and gameplay stuff. Oh, probably Resident Evil Village stuff popping up too. So. Empire um, and yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, tall vampire <laughs> lady action. Yes, yes. <laughs> and in the yes. next couple of weeks, I believe after near replicant comes out, we are gonna have a bunch of walkthroughs popping up. So, if you want to see how the game really looks in this new version, just wait till the game comes out, lah, so we can check out what we have in store. And if you want to check out what we have right now concerning near replicant, I got a preview out already. You can check it out on our website and on our channel. And I think that's about it. Oh yeah, um, I did an Outriders uh, loot guide, basically. I mean, a farming guide, lah. I hopefully they don't patch it out. Released it a couple of days ago. It's basically mm. about like the steps on by steps on how to get more titanium and more purple loot when, yeah. especially when you have a <laughs> high world tier, lah. So yeah, go check that out. And on Twitter, I guess it's a uh, Mister Toffee, lah. <laughs> Twitter on Mister Toffee. That's all I got. Alright. So, hi, I'm Daniel. You can follow me on twitter.com at fl4ky. Uh, my heads are cry- my head is right now quite empty, hence why it is very out of shape. <laughs> um, I think uh, we might, I might be playing uh, a certain motorcycle game that's coming out perhaps in the next episode. A certain game called MotoGP21. Now so... with no response. Oh <laughs> yes! Oh thank God. <laughs> oh, uh, no more response. What a feature! No more response. You crash. You you, you pay up. the price. <laughs> you get up and get on that bike. You. The road rash finally. Someone <laughs> noticed the road rash anyway. <laughs> so yeah, expect a review coming out. Uh, before Raya, I guess. <laughs> uh, Fingers crossed. I mean, we have a whole month to go before I. Yeah. <laughs> it's starting soon, by the way. Yep. Uh, Anan. Oh, is uh, it, I'm uh, barely here anyway. <laughs> yeah, Anan also also has the head empty uh moment like me. Uh, he's in the VR chat probably still. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm already out. Oh, okay. I'm already out. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, for a while. Mm. Yeah, I have nothing anyway for this week. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. We, 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 we will have more episodes to come. I don't know when I'm going to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's good listening to you guys talk, yeah. Mm. Our, our, one, our one live audience. <laughs> oh, the actual live audience. Patola. Live audience. Patola stumbling the words. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. This is already our our starting for uh the next clubhouse session. We just do it on Discord. You just come in. You put on mute and wait. There is already coming a feature on Discord, right? Yeah, Something that's right. Like... Damn it. Yeah. Yes. Ah, never mind that. At, at least we can do that in the future. If there is an audience, hopefully there are. And I have been Amirul Mekronos Ashraf, M-E-C-K-R-O-N-O-S. Uh, as we've mentioned before, there's a review on GameMatters.com for Outriders. Um, there's a lot of points to go through there. Some bits are interesting. So go check it out if the 30-minute talk here is not enough. And there you go. Uh, that's Log, the Gamer Matters podcast. And... Don't forget to play this Coliseum. It got yeah. new expansion. <laughs> God, why do you need to stick this at the end? <laughs> we, we could spend 10 minutes on this one, man. I'm, I'm Maybe next off. episode. Next uh, episode. Next episode. <laughs> oh, man. Hit We're getting the deep. Oh, yeah. Happy fasting, everyone. Good luck. Yeah, happy fasting. <laughs>